few thoughts I wanted to talk about from your career then. Um, start off with that Jamie Moore clash, obviously one which many will remember, a brilliant dust-up between the pair of you. What's your memories of it, your recollection of that entire fight? Uh, I, I, I remember I remember I was far too fired up. I was so fired up. Uh, you know, I was boxing in Salford. You know, we'd, I'd like, I'd less than 50 tickets. You know, it really was the Lions then. It was a cauldron. Um, it, it, was a, it was the end of September. It was a hot day. And it was, the heat in there was unreal. Um, but I, and I remember walking to the gym. I walk into the ring and uh, I, I, it was like I was in a trance. It was like I was hypnotized. I was so fired up. Um, but I, there, was a, there was a moment in the commentary where Jim White said, Macklin's like a man possessed. And I was like a man possessed. It was like I was just going through the pain. I was just going through the fatigue. I remember sitting down at the end of the third round. Obviously, I started way too quick, wasting so much energy, loading up, going at a ridiculous pace. And then I remember sitting down at the end of the third round thinking, this is the most tired I have ever been. How am I going to get through these nine rounds? And, you know, that includes, like, the week before I did 15 rounds on this bloody belt with Billy Graham where you empty the tank. It's like a dress rehearsal for your fitness. And I was more tired after... I felt more tired after those three rounds than I did after those 15. I felt like I thought I was done. I was spent. I don't know how... I, Fought for another seven rounds. Well, I do. I, I, I know. Just desire. I think I was just. I, I was. I think I was just denying. I was in denial about how tired I was. I wasn't. It was like I was refusing to accept the fatigue, and, and that mentally I was pushing past it. But I, physically, I was gassed. And then, and you know, to be honest, the fights are blur really after that. It's just because I, I was just on autopilot. All I, I was just, just digging in, just digging in, just digging in. What shots were getting thrown? I couldn't even tell you. I don't remember any of them. It was just I just remember just, just digging in, just digging in, digging in, digging in, and just refusing to accept that I was as tired as I was, and I just kept going. But I was. It was. I, I think that was because where I got in my mind for the 10 weeks, how fit I was, how much I visualised it and dreamt about it and gone there in my mind, that I just, I think the subconscious, let's talk spiritually, just took over and took me through it. But consciously, I can't, after the third fight, it's a blur. I was just, because I was just, I was just on autopilot, just, just digging in. No thought, I just wanted to go back over, Matt, you, you briefly touched on it earlier, you know, you felt you, you won it, and many people will agree with that. The Felix Stern fight. What's your recollection of that again? Have you watched it back? Uh, back then, did you watch it back? What do you remember from the entire experience and the fight itself? So, apart from the decision, it was just a fantastic experience. Um, all of it. I remember when they announced the fight, I went over there to Germany, and I started speaking a bit of German in the press conference, and they were blown away. Um, I hadn't spoken German since my A-levels, but they, they were kind of chuffed with that. And I was surprised how much came back once I started speaking it. Um, trained really well for the fight. Uh, left no stone unturned. Really, really couldn't have gone any better. No injuries. Went over there. Enjoyed the whole week in Germany. 
the build up, all of it was super confident. I remember walking to the ring and I remember thinking, I don't, I wouldn't have cared if King Kong was in the corner. I felt invincible. I felt I, I would just, because I believed, I believed I was a better fighter. I believed that the tactics, the game plan, that I was going to beat him. And it just didn't matter to me. I wasn't bothered. And he kept me waiting for about 15 minutes in the ring. But I didn't give a shit. I weren't bothered. I remember doing the pads with Gallagher uh, while he was walking to the, the, thing, the ring. But um, obviously the decision was, was, a, was a shocker. But even, even but then in the press conference after, I remember Brian Peters saying, he just said, look, I'm not going to say too much. I'm just going to read out a few tweets. And he read out tweets from Al Bernstein and Lennox Lewis and Andre Ward and, you know, the whole who's who in the boxing world. And it was just universally, you know, outraged at the decision. Um, and that made me feel a lot better. You know, the press conference was quite a big thing. He was a big star over there. and He didn't say a word. You know, he, he knew he got beat, he knew. Uh, and then when I got back to the hotel, we got pulled up in the car. And we, it, so the hotel was literally, there was, I think, five, 500 people about came from, you know, England, Ireland to the fight. And when we pulled up, that every single one of them was outside with the sky cameras. And they're all cheering. It was like I won. Well, you know, they, they were celebrating when I came back. It was like we come back to the winning hotel. And I was disappointed, but and a bit angry, but that had gone off me a little bit, to be honest, over the press conference. And I trained so hard for the fight for so long. I thought, you know what? It's the decision's out of my hands. I'm, there's no point getting stressed. Everyone's come over to support me. Let's have a good night. Which, and we did, really. But, and then the next day, I, I went even further. The next day, I had a great day. You know, this, the, on the night, I went back. I did enjoy it at the hotel. I talked to everyone. And, you know, I enjoyed it. I was proud of my performance. I was proud of the game plan. I'm proud that we executed it. We're not in control of the decision. You know, we can't control that. So I, uh, I enjoyed it. It was a great night. Great day. But overall, like I say, by the decision, Germany was probably maybe my best experience in, in, in professional boxing. Right up there. Wayne Alcock was a great night in Birmingham. <laughs> that, was, that was hard to beat. It was Birmingham's local, you know, pride. And, you know, I had one of the British title looks at that point. Yeah, I'd been pro uh, eight years, and it was like, you know, almost like a relief. I got over that line. But uh, no, look, Madison Square Garden was fantastic. You fight the pound, pound, one of the best fighters in the world. It was St. Patrick's Day, it was sold out. Um, you know what I mean? That, that's up there. And, uh, and, uh, and, the stern, and the stern one by the decision. Let's talk about Triple G and that fight. Obviously, you know. Everybody has seen Golovkin as one of their pound-for-pound contenders for, for many years, one of the stars in the boxing world. Again, what was it like being in the ring with somebody who, for many years, once again, he's been considered one of the toughest and the hardest punchers in the sport? Listen, he's a great fighter, and I knew he was a great fighter. I knew he was a great fighter before. Most people knew, like I say, he won the gold medal back in 2000 in Budapest, the weight below me, and got best boxer of the tournament. So I knew he was a standout kid. And I actually thought maybe I'd pass across as amateurs and they never did. But when he started making waves in Germany, you know, he was, I knew who he was, you know, so I was watching out for him. And obviously, again, you think he's, he's someone you don't really want to fight. But if he's a European title or a world title, that's different. Then, you know, you, you want to be the best, you have to fight the best, but it's certainly not someone you're going to look to fight in the early days. Um, so when he was looking to crack America, um, it was a case of, I remember no one wanted to fight him. 
but it was one of those with him. He was, everyone within boxing knew who he was. You know, he went down to the wild card and he stood people on their head. Chavez, he done them all. So no one wanted to spite him. You know, the word was out. But you're talking the hardcore boxing people knew that he didn't want to fight him. Joe Public didn't know who he was. So um, it was difficult for people to fight because he wasn't, because he wasn't generating a lot of money. HBO, it was an investment. You know, he's a Kazakhstan guy who doesn't speak English. He's an investment for them. Um, now, he looked the business. He fought Gregor's Praxa, looked good. Fought Rosado, looked good. But, you know, th these weren't guys that they could really launch him as the superstar that people were hearing he was. You know, he had to beat someone significant. So, when I lost to Sergio Martinez, I had a comeback fight. I beat a guy called Joaquim Arsene, who was former world champion, was actually coming off a win against David Lemieux. Um, so that was a risky fight. Fought him in Las Vegas at the Thomas and Mac on the Chavez, Sergio Martinez card and knocked him out in a round. And then I was out the ring then. Uh, I was meant to fight Andy Lee in the May. That never happened. So then, oh yeah. So then, me and Golovkin, I mentioned me and Golovkin in the June now. Mayweather had just signed with Showtime. So HBO were like, needed something big so this guy who they're investing in who they're hearing is going to be the superstar but they can't really announce him as that because he's only beaten Rosado and Praxa who aren't really top fighters you know good fighters but they weren't you know considered top 10 or certainly not top five so where, where I was in a situation where not too many people wanted to fight me because I wasn't as high risk as a Golovkin but at least Golovkin's world champion, where to fight me, you know, I'd, I'd lost, I'd lost a few times. I'd, I think I'd had four losses on my record at that point. You know, obviously the two early on facing and ball, but of course, Sturm and Martinez. Now they were, they weren't bad losses. Like there was the Martinez one was a close fight right up to the end, and you know, Felix Stern, everyone thought I won. So, it, but nonetheless, I'd lost four. I was, um, you know, I wasn't really bringing much to the party, so to speak. You know, so it was. Uh, but Golovkin, no one wanted to fight him. So when when I kind of showed a willingness to fight him, because there was there was a guy on Twitter calling the fights, so I said, I'll fight him. You know, kind of the end of the year. So stickers on this June show that they were on about um, as like a, a co-feature. And we'll we'll sign and fight, you know, September, October. So anyway, once once that happened, once they knew there was a willingness on my part to fight him eventually, they locked on and wanted to make it for the June, which I didn't want because you know, I had, I'd only had that one round in 15 months. But anyway, back and forth, negotiations happened. and They made me a really good offer financially. Um, and, you know, the case at that point, I was 31. I knew it was a really difficult fight going in. I knew, you know, he'd had two fights that year. I'd had one round in 15 months, but it was a lot of money. I was 31. It was a world title shot. I wasn't really... There weren't going to be too many people queuing up to fight me. Like I said, the Andy Lee fight hadn't materialised. And it was um, a business decision more so than a boxing decision. You know, it was, uh, I, was at, I was at the business end of my career, you know, when these paydays come along. You know, I didn't even know how. I wasn't probably in love with the sport anymore than managed to. Looking back, I wasn't, I wasn't in love with it then. It was more, you know, the, the, the financial aspect was... was a much bigger part of the decision-making process than it would have been a few years earlier. A few years earlier, it was it was boxing decisions. It was glory, how getting to the top. 
financial was second because I believed that was going to come anyway. But at this point in my career, the financial aspect was definitely um, a big part of the decision-making process. So we agreed the fight uh, and I trained for the fight. And I, uh, in, in Spain, I did about five weeks or, and I did a bit of sparring, a couple of weeks sparring there with a guy called Ruben Bron who had fought. Went out to New York and on the second day, we did a bit of pads with Buddy and I split all my knuckles on the um, on the mix with him, right to the bone, which is something I'd done with the Martinez fight, actually. But in the Martinez fight, it happened a couple of weeks out and, you know, it was Madison Square Garden, it was St. Patrick's Day. He was looking to move on and I wasn't going to get the shot again, so I went ahead with the fight. Now, with Golovkin, I wanted to pull out because I thought no one wanted to fight him anyway. Let's put the fight back. But they were insistent that the fight couldn't be put back. And uh, officially, they said to Brian Peters, look, you know, he's not fit to fight, then, you know, he's not fit to fight. But unofficially, they said to him, if he doesn't fight Gennady Golovkin on that date, he will never box on HBO again. What are you going to do? You know, so then, you know, obviously, I mean, Brian talked it out. And in the end, I said to him, well, what do you think, Brian? And he said, we'll put it this way. From a career point of view and everything, from every, everything point of view, he said, I think that you're better off going ahead with the fight and losing than not going ahead with the fight. So, you know, obviously, under those situations, those circumstances, you're not... I mean, I was up against it anyway. I'd had the one round in 15 months, but now it's, now it's more difficult, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? So... Um, we got through the camp with the spa. We, we got through it. We, we nursed the hand and we got through it. But I certainly wasn't I wasn't where I, I thought I would be when we agreed the fight. When we agreed the fight, I was very much like, listen, he hasn't been to the trenches yet. He's had it all his own way because he's so good, but he's had it all his own way. I've been in wars. You know, get out there, stick it on him, drag him into a war. Don't even think about 12 rounds. Just think of it as a six-round fight. Throw all your eggs in one basket. And, and let's go for it. But by the time that had happened, and, you know, Buddy didn't really want to see the fight, didn't see the fight that way. Buddy was like, ah, box, move to your right, make him reach for you. But that was, that, that was the wrong thing. That was the wrong advice, really. That maybe Buddy could have done that with him, but I couldn't. You know, I couldn't have box. I wasn't good enough boxing on the outside against someone like Golovkin, who was so good at range. Listen, I probably wouldn't have beaten him no matter what I did. But I remember thinking, nine times out of ten, he's probably going to beat me because he's a better fighter. I was a realist. But I only have to make it that one time. You know, and if I drag him into a war, you know, if I jump out and just set an unsustainable pace and just go for it like a haggler hurts, you know, I might get lucky and, that, and catch him off guard and he might not expect it. But with, with, with your hands getting done and HBO kind of, you know, basically... Not bullying me into the fight, but by, you know, cutting off my options, saying that that it was that, or you know, you won't be able to show again. Then I remember my head, my head and my heart wasn't where it should have been going into the fight. Um, so I remember, remember losing, and to get stopped the way I did, you know, it hurt my pride badly, and and the way the fight materialised, it left a bad taste in my mouth. And I think if I hadn't, if I hadn't agreed the fight. If my next fight hadn't already been agreed and was on HBO and it was for good money, I don't think I would have boxed after that because I, I, I felt a bit disgusted with a lot of things and certain people and that. Um, but I did, and I had the fight, and I got a win, and then all of a sudden you're back 
boxes like you know it doesn't let you go <laughs> it pulls you back in and then you know then there's talk of the stone rematch i'm thinking well you know he's he, he's he's in a similar stage in his career where you know he's he's older than me he's got more miles on the clock than me and you know what i mean that's a fight yeah i'm good up for that one i didn't want to fight any young guys coming through that were hungry but someone like stern definitely um and, and i suppose you're thinking about cashing out and you're thinking about your exit strategy and you're thinking about you know i don't I want to. I don't sure. I'm not sure. I've got the passion and the buzz and the love anymore. But I'm not sure I want to retire either because once I retire, I don't want to come back. So you're kind of hanging in there, and you're also you worked so hard your whole career to get to a point. And now you're up there. You're on HBO. You're fighting for world titles. And you're earning good money. You know, you know what I mean. You don't want to suddenly close that door, and and and, and you know, unless you got something, unless you're really ready. And I wasn't. I wasn't in love with the sport anymore. But I wasn't ready to retire either. So. Uh, like I say, it keeps, keeps you back in there a little bit, boxing. But um, I don't, I've probably waffled on about a million different tangents now since the start of the question. I don't even know where I'm going with this conversation now. But I think you asked me about Golovkin. Yeah, he was a great fighter. Um, great fighter. And I knew, he, I knew he'd be uh, a legend, which he definitely he already is. And, um, and I'm proud to have shared a ring with him. Um, and I'm proud to have shared a ring with him when he was not only at his peak, but he was even better than at his peak because he was fucking, he was at his peak and he was starving, hungry. And actually, and you know, I, I wasn't, I, I was where I was in my career, but listen, he was, even as at my best, he was a better fighter than I was at the stage in my career where it was, a, where money was a, the, a probably the biggest factor. It was in, in the decision-making process where early on, when I fought Jamie Moore, I didn't give a shit about the money. I got 18 grand when I fought Jamie Moore. Now, I could have got more when I go, but I didn't care. I was scared that he was going to vacate and move on, and I wanted to fight. You know what I mean? I didn't care. I remember Brian Peters ringing me and saying, you know, it's about, I, was like, I don't care. I didn't care about the money because when I was getting 18 grand or 25 grand or 30 grand, who cares really in the scheme of your life? I'm not going to be a millionaire over this fight. So, I and I wanted to be you know, I wanted to be world champion and fight in Vegas and New York and Williams. That's what I was aiming for. So it was, I didn't care about money at that stage of my career. It was all about the fights, the performance, the career path. You know, but at this point when I fought Golovkin, I'm 31 years old. I've been, you know, I've had a lot of hard fights and, I, and I've, I've had a lot of hardships in boxing, setbacks, injuries, disappointments. Hard training camps, loneliness for 10 or 12 weeks. I didn't want to really do it anymore. But I'm at a point in my career where I'm at that world level. I've trained and dreamt to be here. Now I'm here. You know, I can, I'm, now you're talking, you're up near the, you know, the seven, feet, seven figures type thick person or, or just shy of. You know, they, these are, these are, that, these are life-changing lumps of money. At 31 years old, I've moved into retirement, buy, buy some property. I can set myself up. So... You know, the financials at that point was, was a big part of the decision-making process where earlier on, it was all about boxing. It was all about the glory. It was all about the career path. So um, I don't regret taking the Golovkin fight. I, I don't, if I had that, I was in the same position a million times. I did this, I'd make the same decision because it was the right thing to do from, from, a, from a business point of view. And I was at the business end of my career, you know. So it's... Um, and then, and, then, and then after that, really, after the Golovkin fight, I had that fight with HBO. Really, then, it was about 
hanging in there, I suppose, hanging in there and um, seeing what I can get out of the sport. And, and don't get me wrong, it wasn't, I'm not saying I didn't have days where I was buzzing. I did have days where I was buzzing, but it was less and less and less. And the money side of things was more and more and more, you know. Um, but, and then I think after the Highland loss in Dublin, I was going to retire. And then I, the, when I came back for those two fights, it was really just about the exit strategy then. You know, I knew it could have been any fight. It was just getting the... It was the exit strategy that was important then. Going out, going out on a note that I was happy with. And that didn't have to be a win. That could have been a loss in a big fight against a good fighter and I was happy with the performance. Um, so, you know... As it worked out, I wasn't really happy with the performance with Brian Rose, but I got the win and I had a few wins. Even the Wellman one wasn't happy with the performance, but I got the win. And so I, I retired on the four-fight winning streak, um, but I didn't perform in any of them. You know, and uh, I remember thinking, well, I didn't perform well in that one because of this, and I didn't perform well in that one because of that, and I didn't perform well in the next one because of this. And there was, there was definitely, um, without making excuses, there was a certain amount of plausibility and truth behind all those reasons, but nonetheless, and this is what, what made the decision for me, nonetheless, I haven't performed well for a few years now. So the, re the likelihood is it's just not there anymore. You know, and I think it's a difficult to accept that because your mind plays tricks on you within boxing, you know. Because ah, like you say, there's, there's a million variables, there's so many factors, and it could have been this and it could have been that. Maybe, but bottom line is, if, whatever the reason, after three years, if you haven't performed well, that's probably it. You're probably not going to perform well for whatever reason. There's probably always going to be a reason. You know, you're 30, 30 odd now, your body is going to be injured. Do you know what I mean? And you're not going to spar well. Because if you do spar well, you're probably going to be injured. You can't fight anyway. So it's, it's, um, it's just getting to that point where, you know, it'd been a 15 year career. It'd been a long career. I've done, I've done really well out of the game in the end, uh, financially. It's a big paydays at the end of the career. Life change, money that I could invest and be, you know, okay, set up for, for the rest of my life. And then it was just finding that exit strategy so that I was happy, you know, to go out and not to come back. And, and then, and then it's, and then it's kind of finding, uh, my, you know, peace and satisfaction with your career and to be happy and great, grateful for it and, and, and then finding purpose after boxing and if you can find purpose within boxing great because you know I, like I, I, when I retired from boxing I wasn't, I wasn't in love with boxing but I'm in love with boxing now you know when, when I'm when I'm uh, when I'm commentating on the fights now I love those fights like I get excited watching a British title fight I get excited watching uh, Conor Ben you know, these are fights I can't wait to watch these guys fight, where at the end of my own career, outside of the top five of my own weight, I didn't care. You know, I'd lost love. I, didn't, I wasn't reading the boxing news. I didn't watch boxing on the television. I didn't keep up with what was happening because I was tired. I was, you know what I mean? I was tired with boxing. I was tired of, of, of hotels and accommodate, you know. I was tired walking around city centres, killing the day, having a coffee on my own. I was, I was sick of it. But now, I, 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 I love boxing again now. I'm back passionate boxing now, like I was when I turned professional. There's not really much to talk about with boxing at the minute. The only thing being behind closed doors, shows being discussed. What are your thoughts on it? Is, is this something you're interested in? 
Um, yeah, of course, because just you know we just want to get back there at, at ASAP, don't we? I mean, it, it won't be the same. But I think the UFC thing the other night worked. You know, it worked. It got good. Good. I think. I think. Look, I think when the the fights come back behind closed doors, I, I'm guessing it'll do good numbers on the TV ratings and pay per views, etc. Because you know people are dying for sport. They want entertainment. So um, we just want to get back there. ASAP, and you're not going to start in fifth gear where we left up, where there were shows every week and we had this unbelievable schedule uh, coming up. It's going to be slow, but I think the quicker we get back out there, you know, obviously it has to be safe for everyone involved, but the quicker we get back out there with whatever level of a show, you know, the quicker we get this this ball rolling, we get this, you know, things moving again. Matt, we will leave up there, and I will leave you now to enjoy the rest of your evening and have a well-deserved break from listening to a fellow Brummies voice. It's been a pleasure to catch up with you, Matt. Stay safe and I'll hopefully speak to you soon. Thank you, Speaks Boxing Social. Cheers.